Today's episode is brought to you by GoDaddy. If you don't have a website, your business might as well not exist. If you want to give it a try, head to trygodaddy.com slash profit. Now, let's get profitable. This is the Personal Profitability Podcast with Eric Rosenberg. Hey there, profiteers. Welcome back for Personal Profitability Podcast, episode number 95. That's right, we're only five away from the big centennial, the 100th episode. I am working on something special. Not sure 100% what it's going to be yet, so you're just going to have to listen and find out. So today, uh, we have an awesome guest who I am very excited to have, Thor Conklin. Now, Thor is a you know, serial entrepreneur. He's built multiple successful businesses, and now he is a business coach helping other people build their own businesses. He's helped so many business owners. He has the experience. He has the knowledge, and it's just a great story, and he has amazing advice for all of us today. So make sure you listen into the end because he has so many you know, fundamental details that can help you build your own profitable business. And after all, that's why you're here, right? To fix your money and make more money. So stick around for this episode or this interview, excuse me, featuring Thor. It'll be on in one minute right after this. I registered my first domain ever on March 29th, 2007. More than 10 years ago, I signed up for my GoDaddy account, and in the years since, I have registered dozens of domains with GoDaddy. If you are an individual who wants to succeed in your own personal life, or a business who wants to grow, you need a website. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And to get a good website, you need a good domain, and even hosting. If you want to get your website going with very few technical skills, head to trygodaddy.com profit to give it a try. That's trygodaddy.com slash profit. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am so excited to welcome today's guest, entrepreneur superhero, Thor Conklin. Are you ready to get profitable? I am ready. <laughs> right right before we hit record, we were joking how you, your name sounds like a superhero. But you know, looking at your website and your background and your, your prolific podcast, you have done a lot in your years of entrepreneurship. But where did it all start? Where did that, you know, that little core bit of entrepreneurial spirit come from? You know, I was always asking questions. I always wanted to to know the answer to things. And I learned from a very young age that if I asked questions of the right people, I'd end up with some great answers sometimes. Uh, and it started on the golf course when I was a caddy when I was 13, you know, looping around two times or more during the summer. Of course, we were doing it every single day. But, uh, you know, during the school year, it was uh, Saturday and Sunday. I, I got the opportunity to be around some amazing business entrepreneurs that just taught me everything they knew about business. I just kept asking questions, asking questions. They were probably just wanted to, you know, enjoy playing around of golf. But I was like, okay, so so tell me what, you know, so you've got all this inventory and how do you keep the cash flow? <laughs> so <laughs> I was just constantly just asking questions of how they did because I was in awe in what they were able to create. So, you know, so that started, you know, around middle school, high school age. What was the first yeah. business that you created for yourself with the goal of earning a profit? Well, I actually even had business cards made. I was uh, 17, other than cutting grass and doing that sort of thing. I started selling life insurance at the ripe age of 18. 
Uh, I got myself a suit. I got myself a briefcase. I got myself the business cards. And I decided to go door to door selling life insurance. I was not very good at it, but it was a very interesting experience. And what it did lead to, though, was a very successful career in the insurance business, the corporate insurance business, uh, in mergers and acquisitions uh, in New York City as a result of you know, starting out unsuccessfully, but it actually uh, turned into a very successful career. What did you learn going door to door, even if you weren't making those sales? What, what lessons stuck with you that you still lean on today? from that first you know, dive into the entrepreneurial waters? Yeah, you, you just got to go. You're not going to have all the answers. You just got to go and you just got to keep moving. And what's interesting is you'll end up with, you know, obviously, a ton of no's. But then there's a yes that comes out of somewhere you know, that you didn't expect. And unless you're out there pounding the pavement, going door to door, making those sales calls, and I think we've lost a lot of that in today's environment where everybody wants their automated machine to do everything for them and they don't have to do anything, right? Passive income is just getting out there and talking to people. I mean, I'll, you know, if I'm eating alone, I won't go to a table to eat alone. I'll eat at a bar, I'll have a salad, a glass of wine, and I'll talk to the people around me. It's amazing. I, I'm always talking. I'm always interested in other people. So keep moving, keep moving. It doesn't matter how many people say no. Um, somebody's going to say yes. I love that you say that it's that interest in people and what makes people tick. I've seen yes. that again and again and again in entrepreneurs. And I think the first time I really noticed it was when I was very early in my personal finance blogging. It was the first time I'd met Ramit Sethi uh, from I Will Teach You To Be Rich. He was on his book tour, came to Denver. And you, know, you expect someone you know, coming from the the customer side, someone like that to come in and start talking and be very kind of put on the performance in the show. But it was really more of a conversation. He was asking a lot more questions of the people who came to see him than I then it felt like he was teaching. So it was it was more of him learning. And I think that constant thirst for learning and understanding people will help you, you know, understand people's problems and, and help you then you know, come up with those business ideas to solve them. Have you seen a similar trend in entrepreneurs and, and that kind of chain to success in your history? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look, you know, if you're truly interested in somebody else and you're not trying to figure out what you can get from them, but what you can give to them, you know, if, if they're a great match for you, they'll be connected to you. You know, look, I run a profitability consulting firm and people ask all the time, say, hey, Thor, you know, what do you do? I don't I don't have a stadium pitch. I don't have a USP or an elevator pitch. I simply have a profitability consulting firm. And I leave it at that. Guess what? If they're interested in what I do, they're going to ask more questions. Then we dive into it. I'm not trying to go in trying to figure out how to close the sale or make the deal. It's about I want to connect with people. I want to understand about their business. I'm fascinated about other people's businesses. I get a chance to to look at hundreds of businesses and each one has little nuances, and sometimes you start to see trends, and I just like helping people. So I, I want to know about you. Yeah, that's awesome. And you know, I love that you keep saying profitability. It's the first word you notice if you go to your website and the name <laughs> of my show. So obviously, we're, we're in the right place here. Um, so, yeah. So after insurance, I, you've had several successful businesses along the way before you became a profitability consultant. Uh, can you give us a glimpse into any of those businesses and, and some takeaways that led you to where you are now in turning around and now helping other business owners? 
you know, I had five very successful uh, ventures. The first one, the, the way I got into entrepreneurship 18, 19 years ago at this point was almost uh, by a fluke. I was doing work with private equity firms and someone had retired and they needed someone to fill a spot. So they said, either you come on and work with us in-house. And this was a top five private equity firm in the world doing billions of transactions a year. Uh, they said, we want you to come in-house. I'm like, oh, that sounds really exciting. Or you can go up and set up your own company. I'm like, oh, that sounds really interesting as well. So after about 20 minutes, they said, you know, if you want to set up your own company, you've got 10 minutes, go in the conference room, figure out what it is, how much you're going to charge us and come back. I'm like, I've got 10 minutes to set up my first company. <laughs> uh, and that's literally how it, it happened. I may have had 20 minutes. I had a name and I had a, a price at the whole thing. But what was interesting, my first one out of the blocks was a company that all my time was was basically purchased day one. I had a, a contract that filled up all my time. I had uh, clients all around the world at that point and combined revenue of my top 12 clients that were in this portfolio company or portfolio companies of this private equity firm were $12.7 billion of revenue. So I, I didn't start off, you know, like typically like most people do where it's like, you know, you get yourself a name and then you start, you know, making phone calls and see if you could actually get some business. So I was for very fortunate that that was my first one. Uh, the other ones didn't uh, happen as quickly as that one, but I had five very successful businesses that I started. I sold those businesses. And then the sixth one, right? After you do five of those, you're bulletproof, right? Totally. So it's like, you know, I, this is, I, I don't really need to know anything about the business. You know, I'm Thor Conklin. I can do this, right? You know, I, so I decided to get into a business. I had no idea what it was. I purchased this particular one. The primary customers did not speak English. Uh, I, I, I got a little full of myself and I found myself getting killed. Oh. Um, I took a million dollar hit, uh, cash hit on that business and also took a big hit to my ego because it was like, wait a second. I thought, you know, anything I touched would turn to gold and that wasn't the case. And I learned a very hard lesson that in business, there's certain rules and when it comes to profitability, there's even more stringent rules that need to be followed. Otherwise, you're not going to be profitable. And it sent me on a journey to make sure that no other entrepreneur went through this struggle that I did because it was very painfully, uh, painful financially, emotionally, with my relationship. I, I got divorced as a result of it. So mm -hmm. it was really a journey of, okay, I want to make sure that this one never ha happens to me again and that I can prevent as many people as possible going through my same scenario. So you know, for people who have a full-time job today, and you know, they, they look at you helping other businesses becoming profitable. Where should they start in their business journey? Let's, I know it's kind of generic advice, but someone doesn't matter, product, service. What things are you seeing again and again and again that keep working for the businesses you work with? Yeah, the, the ultra successful businesses, regardless of the size, they are dealing with a market that is, is very specific. They're not trying to be all things to all people. They are going after a market segment that has the money to spend. Please do not spend your time trying to target an audience that doesn't have the money to spend. I think it's one of the worst things that you can do. Second is if you're selling a product or a service or whatever it is and you've got low margins, run. I, I just just run. Uh, just don't don't spend your time. It will absolutely kill you. Find a business that has the margins, has the market, and has the people in that market that are willing to pay a premium for the service of the product you're willing to offer. 
So you had found the Nordstrom model, not the Walmart model, if you were getting started. Right. Yeah, th- <laughs> right. Now, is Walmart one of the most successful companies in the world? Is McDonald's? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've just seen with my life and the people that I've been around and the businesses that I see that are absolutely killing it and they're having fun doing it are the ones that have margin in their system. And they're targeting a clientele. I matter of fact, I was, it was funny. I was talking to my assistant today. I, uh, the mail came in. I said, oh, here's a check. The client paid us 15 days early. My clients don't pay me late. They pay me early because those are the type of clients that I work with. I don't even ask them to pay me early. Don't get caught up in where you're chasing people for money. Wow, that's great advice. I love that. So uh, to shift gears a little bit. So you, yeah. I mean, now you work essentially as as yourself. You know, you are the business. You are the brand. What was it like shifting from running businesses to becoming the face of your own business? Yeah, you know, it was an interesting shift for me because as much as, you know, you go online and you kind of see the personality behind behind the brand, it was something that I really wasn't comfortable with in the beginning because I didn't want to make the business about me. The first business that I had was all about me and it was difficult to uh, scale that because all the private equity firms wanted my time. I had other people on on the team, but if there was a deal going down in Southeast Asia, it's like, Thor, I want you to go and take care of that. It's like, well, I can't be everywhere in the world at the same time. So I avoided that for a good part of my career. And then finally, what I noticed that people were really attracted to me. They really wanted to know what I was doing. Now, there's other people on our team that work with our clients as well. But it, it was a difficult shift because I had to get over the fact that I was going to be out there. And as soon as I got to the point where I was just going to lay it out on the line and I knew that some people weren't going to resonate with the message, then it was okay. And that's what I just decided, that if, if people didn't write in and say, I don't agree with what you're doing. You know, some people write in all the time. They go, profitability. It's, you know, it's not about profitability. It's, it's about the environment or it's about taking care of the kids or it's about this. Well, you know what? If you want to take care of the kids, you want to take care of the environment, make some money so you have resources to do it. It's so true. I want to do these great things in the world. And I've now, as a business owner rather than the employee that gets to keep all the profits, well, one, I'm making more money and working less, which is amazing. And two, yeah. you know, I'm able to take that time now and, and a little bit more money and focus it on the things I want. So whether it's my community or starting a new business, I have that freedom and flexibility. And I wouldn't have had that if I were you know, still stuck in, in gray cubicle land. <laughs> so yeah, that's- yeah. And, and you can give away all your profits to you know whatever organization that your heart desires. Just make it first. Have the ability to do it as opposed to trying to figure out how to make the next mortgage payment. You know, for us, it's all about getting organizations and owners of those organizations profitable enough to get a professional management team into the business so they can truly be the business owner as opposed to having the business own them. Yeah, I love then you can write your own ticket. You can do whatever you want. In my uh, in my mastermind group, we often say you should be working on your business, not working in your business. And that's yeah. exactly the uh, yeah. what we're trying to get at there. It's you know, it's, yeah. And and you got to work in the business in the beginning. I mean, you know, you got to put it. You got to grind, but make sure you're working towards something. And part of that is making sure that it's a profitable business, and you're putting those profits away so you can get to that point where you can hire the right people. So one thing you know, I notice on your site and something that I'm in the transition on right now 
as, as you were talking about, you can't be everywhere at once. So you, there's a point you have to stop exchanging hours for dollars and start to really get into things that scale. So what have you built in your business that you've seen do well to help you scale without pouring hours and hours and hours in continually, just you know, uploading that, loading that effort up front to get the longer term result? Where, where have you seen good results there? Yeah, the, the way I've scaled the business up to this point have been through people. I'm scaling it through people. Now, there's a much more efficient model of doing that. We have an accountability system where we hold people accountable. Uh, it, it's, it's pretty interesting because we have two excuses for you not doing what you said you were going to do. One, you died during the month or you were incarcerated for 14 days or more. Uh, so we're kind of a, a no-nonsense kind of accountability group or accountability managers is really what we, we call it. That's going to be transitioning into an app platform in 2018 where it'll take a lot of the human elements out of it. So that'll be a scalable model for us. So, but up to this point, we've been scaling with people. It's more of a high touch. We are not a low-cost provider of profitability consulting. So our rates range from $2,500 to $20,000 per month. So we're doing it with people, which, of course, is not the most efficient way, but that's how we scaled. What I love about entrepreneurship in general is there's never one path to a good finish line. There's lots of potential finish yeah. lines and lots of paths to get there. Very cool. So, you know, seeing so many different businesses, what is getting you really excited now about things coming down the pipeline in the business world and, and in the business environment? I'm not going to answer that directly, but I'm going to give you an answer that's kind of parallel, if that's okay. Sure. I, I uh, trust you. <laughs> yeah, this is this is year 19 for me. And the one thing that I really if I had to say, OK, what was my big learning of 2017? 2017, I purposely spent my time surrounded by people that were playing the game at a higher level than myself. I purposely bought my way into groups, activities and things with some really amazing people. As a result of being in that environment, the opportunities that are coming my way have just blown me away. There is an opportunity on the table that it's mind-blowing. I have a client that is, is working on $50 million deals, $100 million deals. And he's like, hey, we've got a couple million dollar deal over here. We're really not, we can't spend the time on it. Would you, you know, do you want to spend any time on it? Do you want to do it? Those opportunities don't come from surrounding yourself with people operating on your same level. It's, there's that common saying that you are as successful as the five people you spend the most time with. So yeah. Yeah. don't hang out with people who are going to drag you down. And sometimes those conversations are rough. Or sometimes you know, I've had friends in the past that I, I thought were not bringing the right influence to my life. And I just kind of slowly let those relationships wither to focus on the ones I thought were going to bring me um, you know, the, the thing I want out of relationships with friends and people, you know, and, and the right kind of people that I want to spend my time with. So I totally agree with that and, and love that. So, yeah, and, and I was, and I was spending my time with people that were playing above me, but I started spending time with people that were spending or working way above me. I spent you know, a week up at a, a gentleman's house, uh, who's a billionaire. They're game changers. So I, I, instead of going up a little bit, I decided to jump as high as I could and provide as much value to that next, uh, that next group. And it's paying dividends. And they're amazing people, too. They're the most gracious, compassionate, and charitable people I've ever met. Amazing. I love that so much. And that's such a great segue into you know, people who want to connect with you. 
where should they go uh, online to to learn more about you and everything you're doing? You can head over to the website, thorconklin.com. And, and one thing that I always offer to anybody whenever I'm being interviewed is if anybody has any questions or is struggling with something in their business, if they send me a 50-word or less email with the biggest struggle they're having in their business, I will send back to them a personalized email, a four-step process that will absolutely eliminate that problem or at the very worst will reduce it immensely. And that's Thor at ThorConklin.com. And you're not going to end up on an autoresponder or, or some sort of drip campaign. It is you're sending the email to me and you're getting it directly back from me. That's awesome. And we will link to that in the show notes, everyone. So you will be able to reach him as always at PersonalProfitability.com. Thank you so much for Thor for taking the time to chat with us today. Oh, man, this is amazing. We could have gone out for hours. I appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you. Well, there is a wrap on another one, ladies and gentlemen. You can find show notes for today's episode at personalprofitability.com slash episode 95. And also, if you haven't checked it out before, I have another podcast with my friend and co-host, Whitney Hansen. It's called Oh No, We Didn't. It's available on Apple Podcasts, anywhere else you get your podcasts, just like this show. And it's twice a week half-hour episodes where Whitney and I talk about money, religion, and politics, mostly money. It's fun. It's hilarious. Hopefully, you'll learn something along the way. Maybe you'll get offended. I don't know. It's a very audience interactive show. We love to hear from everybody as uh, as we build each episode up. So make sure to check that out. Oh, no, we didn't.com is the domain, or you can find it anywhere you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for sticking around till the end. And until next time... Stay profitable.